All right. So what should we start with? I feel like we kind of have uh, fun iPhones to talk about. Oh, you want to start with iPhones? Very fun just, iPhones. Just, just forget about the event. I mean, the event is fun and, and stuff, but this is probably the best iPhone. And I mean, I'm talking about the iPhone 12 mini. Um, the best iPhone Apple has released since the 5S. I, I've <laughs> never been this excited since about a new iPhone release. Yeah, you've been really excited about the phone and I've been looking at it enviously. <laughs> um, I really want a smaller phone too. Yeah, it is. It is essentially everything I was hoping for it to be, which is, uh, I, I was kind of, I was trying to temper my expectations for this entire process because I've been waiting for, when was the iPhone um, uh, 5S released? I guess, uh, when do you, uh, I'm checking. Okay. Uh, 2000, September 2013. Yeah. And then the 6 was in September 14. So since September 2014 i was kind of slightly unhappy with my phone uh and uh, so I, I was trying to tamper my uh, expectations but when i unboxed it on friday i was like it, it just felt so much better in the hand and for some reason i don't know why i don't even notice a size difference on the screen like i i do notice that there's a little bit less white space around elements but it doesn't feel like everything is smaller or or everything feels cluttered so if I'm not comparing it, I feel like I'm just using an iPhone 10 size phone. It just feels comfortable in my hand. It weights nothing. Like mm -hmm. uh, actually, when I received the box, um, it had a different type of tape on it. You know how Apple boxes usually have this kind of um, cardboardy kind of rip tape on it mm, that like you kind of rip off, and then the box is open. Um, this one had normal tape on it. So when when I uh, I had the box in my hand. I was like, oh, no, this is not looking like Apple tape. It feels like it's empty. I, I was super worried that someone opened my oh. box, took out my phone, <laughs> stole my phone, put it back together like with some cheap tape. Yeah, but it looked way too good of a job for that to be a thing. But it was still suspiciously different boxing. It was surprisingly light. And I was thinking, well, it doesn't have a charging brick mm. and doesn't have any headphones. But yeah, surprisingly light. Yeah, but the phone was in there. And yeah. it's, it is awesome. I, I Every time I... I Pull the phone out of my pocket now. I'm just excited to to use it. I've not had. Is that it possible phone. someone did open the, <laughs> open the box, look at it, and go, "Oh, it's just a mini," and closed <laughs> it back up and retaped it? Maybe, maybe. I mean, someone might have lost their uh, 12 Pro Max, but it's not me, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm 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 super excited about this phone. Um, most apps work just fine. <laughs> like, and I've. There were some apps that I know were uh, React Native that do not seem to know about different phone sizes just yet. So the tab bar might now be under the home indicator and the top bar navigation is now under the notch. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll fix it at some point, but that's a bit annoying. But I would say 99% of all apps just work, behave as they did before, just that the phone is in a really nice size and really nice to use and everything feels way better and it's half the price. I... I could not be happier with this phone purchase. You had a banking app tell me last night that I was using an iPhone 8, I think. Um, okay. I'm guessing they're doing some kind of like screen size check. I don't know. I don't know why did it tell why, you why that? Why did they inform you about what phone you're using? Oh, because yeah. it was like, you know, set up a new device, this device, oh, okay. device mm -hmm. name, and then iPhone mm. model. Okay. And I was like, mm, that's <laughs> interesting. Not the right iPhone model, but I did just sign in and that's the right device name. <laughs> so I'm going to assume this is legit. Um <laughs> I also have zero dollars in that bank. It's fine. So it doesn't matter <laughs> even if it was dodgy. <laughs> I 
how do you like the phone though? It's so good. It is so so good. Look, I can find things to complain about, but they're so minuscule that it outweighs all of the positives of this phone. Um, it is it is a perfect size. I have missed this size. Um, as, as Kai mentioned, since 2014, the iPhones have been too large. This this just feels perfect, right? I mean, it, it's just right. Um, it's so nice to hold. It was, I was in my pocket for like half of yesterday. And for the first time since about... 20 or well, 2014 whenever we got mm-hmm. those new big ones it didn't feel like it was a nuisance to be there mm-hmm. it didn't feel like i had to be extra careful it didn't feel like oh if i'm going up like lifting my leg too high i have to kind of hold my pocket so that it doesn't mm-hmm. fall out like all of those things i just learned to live with for the last six years <laughs> about having one a large phone but in more recent years a very expensive phone as well that mm-hmm. you know a drop is incredibly costly mm-hmm. um and that the thing is just a brick and i actually had to use my 11 pro yesterday for a little bit of work um testing on that screen size mm-hmm. and it feels like a monster i know um, i know don't want to go back it's thick it's heavy um it's really it, just it feels just horrible <laughs> just clunky i picked my 11 yeah. pro up after using my my smaller phone for like i don't know two hours and i picked the other one i was like what the why would you yeah. do this and the size feels that. right mm. yeah, and I, also small small other weird things like i mean <laughs> it, is, it is super nitpicky weird things but like jogging across the the kind of street when the traffic light is counting down right <laughs> i used to feel like i had to hold on to my my phone because it was like jumping in my pocket so much that i felt yeah. like this yeah. heavy break might cut through my jeans pocket at some point now i, yep. I can just jog across and i don't have to worry about it it's like mm-hmm. half the weight or something it's it's such a big it's, it's it just feels like it's it's there when you hold it and then it's nice to hold yep. and it's kind of fading away when you don't it's weird because yep. it shouldn't be that big a deal but it just I, I I think this is the right size iPhone, and I'm super excited yeah. that it exists. And I hope everyone buys one, so it will yeah. keep existing. Yeah, and yeah. and like you, I don't feel like any screen size was really lost. And I know that a tiny bit was, but it really doesn't feel that way. Probably helped by a couple of things. One, the screen is a little bit more edge to edge than on the 11 mm-hmm. Pro. Um, probably helped by the rounded corners, and um, mm-hmm. it just everything's flatter. But yeah, the screen the screen is quite large, and yeah, I guess the scaling means that. I don't really feel like I missed anything. Uh, I did mm. consider bumping the text size up a little bit because things do get a bit small. Um, I haven't done that yet, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think because this is a podcast and I have to find things to complain about, I do have two minor things that are not enough for me to dislike the phone, but they're definitely regressions from the 11 Pro. The first is the screen brightness. So, in direct sunlight especially, it's noticeably dimmer and it seems to dim... So, the 11 Pro, and I think every iPhone does this, when it gets a little bit too warm, uh, the maximum Mm -hmm. brightness is reduced to Mm -hmm. sort of stop the power drain. This phone seems to hit that threshold faster. So, it got really dim really quickly. I have a good Um, workaround for that. Um, mm -hmm. You could actually move to Vancouver, and it's overcast like every (laughs) single day of the year. Uh, You never have that problem. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Um, Yeah. I didn't like the Australian sun yesterday, Um, and today's not much better, but I'm inside, so it should be be okay. Um, And then the second thing is obviously the battery life. Uh, We definitely lost... All of the gains from last year with the 11 Pro. Um, mm-hmm. I never had a 10s, but it seems to be sort of back to that level where it's just good enough, but it's not like 
something I don't have to worry about. I did have to top up yesterday with fairly average use, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. whereas on the 11 Pro, it would easily have gone the day and I probably would have finished the day with like 40% left. Um, if I hadn't charged yesterday, I I would have mm-hmm. needed- Like, it would have died. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Probably about 8 or 9 p.m. So, not terrible, but not great. I'm just going to get ha- mm-hmm. have to get back into the habit of like, if I'm going out, um, just make sure it's at 100% before I leave the house. And that's fine. Like, I've- an abundance of wireless chargers and MagSafe and all. Like, I'm just going to have to change my habits there, but it is noticeably worse. And I wouldn't feel comfortable, like, leaving the house at 6 a.m. on a day I didn't have to get back till, like, midday. Midnight, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. I would, you know, be looking at taking a charger or a portable battery pack again, which is something I didn't have to do with the 11 mm-hmm. Pro. Even when traveling, uh, I don't think I got out my portable battery once on travel days with the mm-hmm. 11 Pro, uh, back mm-hmm. when we could travel earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yep. So, that is a minor... Uh, regression, but I was aware going into it that that was likely, and I'm fine with that trade-off because this phone is so much better. Um, but I think that's yeah, also why fantastic. this is a good year to try having an iPhone, uh, an iPhone Mini, just because you're not going to go that out that much. You're not going to need to like travel somewhere and need a lot of battery. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and it's it's something that you can just use at home and just charge when you need to. Yeah, you're probably not yeah, going to yeah. cross the Pacific until yeah. the next generation iPhone is no. announced. And that's the thing. And and if I am going anywhere, I'm in my car, so I can always just top it up when I'm driving. And that's fine. Like, I'm never going to be in a, a situation where this is a problem, at least not for mm-hmm. the foreseeable future. But it just means a change in habits that, you know, last year I got really used to my phone not touching a charger mm-hmm. all day mm-hmm. and still having heaps of battery to burn. Like I could use it for navigation for two hours mm-hmm. and wouldn't need to plug it in and it, yeah. things would still yeah. be fine mm-hmm. at the end of the day. This is not that phone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing yesterday that might have affected it is I... I, I turn that setting on to always use 5G if it's available. Um, by default, there's <laughs> a course. setting that intelligently switches between 5 and 4G depending on um, sort of signal strength and battery life and things like that. So, if it thinks that connecting to 5G is going to use too much uh, battery and you're not going to get an advantage from it, as in your your phone's kind of idle, mm-hmm. it will camp on 4G. Um, okay. But I turn that off just... I think I'll probably keep that for a couple of weeks just to see what areas have 4G, 4G and 5G. Um, but then probably in a few weeks, I'll be like, the battery life is more important than mm. always sitting on 5G. But I mean, um, once even I've got it mapped in my head where 5G would is. Turn that back to the default setting, you would still mm. see whether you have 5G. It would just use 4G for transfers, right? Yeah, but Wouldn't the s- icon thing, you will say 4G. And I'm oh, curious it, about actually? what areas have. I thought it would still yeah. scan and see, show you that 5G is available, even if you're not using 5G. Does I think, it? I'm pretty sure that's what it, how it works, yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. Okay. Test it out. How do you find the 5G? How do you you sounded like to get the Swedish guy. <laughs> Weird. Uh, how do you found, uh, find a 5G so far? Do you, do you find that there is a lot of coverage in Sydney? Um, my house, as I've mentioned before, is not um, a 5G zone. It's kind of surrounding us uh, if you walk sort of 20 minutes in each direction. So, mm-hmm. um, on Friday night, I-, I made Kirsten come for a walk and we went in search of 5G. Um, mm-hmm. She was not interested, but was happy to go on a walk. <laughs> so, <all right>. um, <laughs> so, I was like, I like, I've looked at the maps. If we walk 20 minutes in that direction, we should be in a park that has 5G. Um so I got there. I I could I could hang on no, to I gotta one cross bar that of five G swamp because there is five G behind the swamp. <laughs> there's a road there, but let's just go. Come, to honey, the swamp. let's go for, for a swamp walk. I'm not saying that happened, but <laughs> um, that was I mean that was just more for fun. And I managed to cling on to one bar of five G and like did a speed test and got like a hundred mm. down or something, mm. which I mean not bad for one mm. bar of coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Then I was at the shops yesterday and this was in a 5G zone. But interestingly, inside of the shops, there wasn't much 5G. But if you stepped on shops that were sort of on the perimeter of the, mm. the block that the shopping center's on, you could pick up 5G. And I did a, a few speed tests and I got mm. between about seven and 900 down, which is really impressive. Mm. Um, and then yesterday I was at Kirsten's for the first time with this phone and her house is a 5G zone, like five bars of 5G. But I was only getting about 80 odd down. So, that's like the same speed as 4G. I was a little mm. bit confused what's going on there um is she in a more densely populated area uh no not really um i mean just suburbia um Mm. probably not as densely populated as the place i got 900 down in Mm. um so not really sure and and the interesting thing is signal strength is really strong so i'm not sure i mean it's still it still depends on the backhaul right you get 5g to the tower but the tower might still be on a wimpier connection than than required for, for you know Kind of depends because I had really, really good 4G speeds when 4G was rolling out in Australia mm-hmm. because we moved to a new neighborhood that was yeah, having okay. a super strong fiber backhaul and we were kind of the first people in that neighborhood. <laughs> so we, we essentially got whatever the backhaul was for us exclusively yep. Yep. for the first few months. Um, but then as, as more people moved in. Then, then it kind of reduced. Yeah, and that's the thing. I will expect it to go down as well. Because mm. um, especially where I got the 900, there's a lot of apartments. And while they would all, they knew, while they would all have uh, fast NBN, I imagine mm. you'll have people switching to 5G as their sort of fixed wireless mm. internet um, because it's just so much faster. It makes mm. sense to do that if you care about download speeds. Uh, and I imagine the speeds will go down as people do that as well. And also worth- Are really in Australia, they're selling 5G as a home internet alternative? Yes. Um, oh, how good, right? <laughs> um, I think Optus do a thing where they guarantee minimum speeds of 50 megabits per second down over 5G. And obviously, in real-world usage, you're getting way above that. But that's sort of their minimum promise. Um, if you it sign kind up of and you're is indicative of the success of the NBN rollout in Australia. Though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't exactly. think here I would. I don't foresee ever wanting to switch to five G uh, as a as a replacement yeah. for like a ten gig line. <laughs> no, and and the other thing is that the latency isn't where it needs to be yeah. to replace a fixed service. I mean, you're still yeah. getting latency between. I found between about fifteen and thirty five, mm. um, which it's not terrible, but but it's not terrible. Long 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 way away from the. One millisecond you would get on a fixed yeah. line. Honestly, though, in Australia, even having one millisecond doesn't yeah. make a difference because most of the sites were hitting a US-based anyway. Yeah. So, that sort of difference of 30 milliseconds is <laughs> On a 600 millisecond comp- run trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that was one of the things I think I commented to you when I was at your place on your yeah. Wi-Fi because my <laughs> roaming went back through Australia. But on your Wi-Fi, everything felt fast. And yeah. I don't think it was the, the gigabit up and down. I think it was the latency. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. sites were there and it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I like the five G thing is is kind of cool. It's like I said last time, it's not necessary in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form, but it's nice to have. I'm going to have fun doing speed tests. I used eighteen gigs yesterday doing speed tests. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was about ten tests. <laughs> so it, it's a, quite a bit. But mm-hmm. all right. So, so uh, bottom line, best iPhone ever. So Adam, oh, how do you feel? Down. Like I think you're you're in the same situation as I. You you decided not to get a new phone. Are you tempted now after hearing all those five G stories? <laughs> Oh no, not not because of five G. I mean, uh, I'm tempted just because I still but what about like Verizon five G. Verizon five G is an option because I am a Verizon customer, and <laughs> that could be a topic of the show. Is just uh, what is what is real Verizon five G? Uh, you know, feel like I don't. We, know. we want a full review, Adam. Ninety <laughs> minutes of you just talking about it. Oh my god! <laughs> no, you're gonna I get a big sign I, in the background, though. 
shows five. I, I did want to ask Zach a follow up question because um, he sure. mentioned the battery. Actually, Kai can uh, chime in on this. I'm I'm really glad the way that you describe the battery life because all the reviews I've read that talk about the the lesser battery compare it to the other iPhone 12 models, and that's yeah, not what I'm yeah. interested in. I'm interested in actually what I'm more interested in, and maybe there's no real way to compare this is. Is it basically the same or better battery life that we were all used to back when we had iPhone 5s's? You know, when oh, we all I think had it's that better size. than that. Yeah. Okay. So I it's like the, not. Do you guys feel like you had problems back beyond what we would expect? It's pretty yeah. much exactly. If not, it's actually better than we would expect given the size of the device. Yeah. So I think if I hadn't upgraded to the 11 Pro, I'd be like, "This is amazing battery life, incredible, like you know, perfect, everything right, mm-hmm. yada yada." Um, but because of the gain, like the gain last year was significant. Like I was admittedly my phone before that was three years old. Um, but I was seeing, you know, at least twice, if not three times, almost the battery life. Um, Mm. and like I said, I could go out for a full day and not even, wouldn't even concern me if I used it for navigation and photos and, you know, messages and everything. Like it just, it was not a concern. Whereas this is going back to sort of that pre iPhone 11 time of like the battery's fine and you'll get through what you need to get through, but you it is something you need to think about during the day. And whereas but with I the 11 so Pro, just, I found I Just as a reference for, I just brought up my battery status. Um, my phone is currently at 58% and it is uh, almost 6 p.m. here. So kind of using it a day. Um, I had six hours of screen on time, which is quite a lot for my, that's not, that's more than my usual usage just because I was playing around with it more. I was yeah. talking to family this morning. So I played, uh, uh, golf on Mars for two hours uh, <laughs> while being on a FaceTime call. So a, a pretty heavy use, I would say, for, mm-hmm. for kind of my standards. And we're at 60%. So it's hmm. definitely less than my previous phone, but it's from, from my usage, which is... Yeah. This is kind of the, the kind of maximum, I would say, I would use it. it it's still going to get me through a full day fairly comfortable without having to top it up. Yeah. Um, okay. And my, it was just the 11 Pro was to a point where it's like, this is just silly. I don't even have to charge yeah, like it. Yeah, like I day. felt the same. I could go two days with, uh, I still can go two days with my iPhone 11 Pro because, you know, I have 100% perfect battery life. So, like we spoke about the <laughs> battery performance. Episode. Yeah. Uh, no, but really, I don't feel like I need it. So, I think you're right, Adam. Like, if you do, if you still use your phone in the same way as you did with the 5S, then you will probably be fine. But I think many people's way of using the phone might have changed by now. People might yeah. expect to watch more videos throughout the day on the phone and mm. just use more apps in general. Right. That's why it's hard to compare because I, I can honestly say that I've never struggled with battery life hmm. on any fo- iPhone model I've ever gotten. I've always gone to bed and still had 20%. But then you'll be fine. Obviously, if I still on the iPhone 11, which is what I have, go to bed and I have 20%, that means I'm still using more than I did back when I owned an iPhone 4 or 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, or maybe it's just the, maybe it's the operating system also. Mm-hmm. I, have, mm-hmm. I have a family member that's thinking about upgrading to a, a phone and they currently have uh, an iPhone 5S. And I think that the mini is perfect for them, but they were concerned about all the reviews that mentioned battery life. And mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. kind of why I was asking. As, as I, I can't imagine it could possibly be any worse, especially because they've literally had a 5S since they were available. So it's mm. like a six-year-old yeah. phone. So how oh, could the battery... It'll be a huge upgrade then. <laughs> I know, I know. I know yeah, because they I would know. have used that so long. So I assume their battery performance is much worse. 
Yeah, mm. they're they're very light smartphone yeah. users in the first place. Mm. They uh, yeah, so they should buy a know. light iPhone to to match that usage. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Speaking of new exciting things, uh, we had an event this week, an Apple event. A what? Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard it, but Apple Apple is in a role. They they had a third event of the the season. Mm. Um, when we got to hear about Apple Silicon and the uh, mm. M1 chip, so. Uh, we made some predictions about what we thought would happen in this event, and I don't think I did very well, but should we go through our results? In which order do we go this time? Do we prefer the going through chronologically and then checking things off, or do we prefer going through our rounds and then... I quite like just going through rounds and then talking about the event as, as that comes up. Any other votes? Does the democracy... I'm happy with that. I think Adam we is... had a good uh, like breadth in our picks that will pr- probably touch on most of the events. Uh, most of the announcements in the event i should say right let's try it all right adam do you want to kick us off sure uh we started off with a 31 inch round which is equivalent to 31 inches of points (laughs) and uh i'm just gonna we're not gonna go in the order of the uh the document i'm just gonna i'm gonna do uh mullen's pick first Uh, all right which is yeah your pick was that there would be Three or more new Macs with Apple Silicon chips. Only yeah. just. And, and there was. You nailed it. Yeah, I only needed three. Mm. I got three. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, and I was surprised. Uh, I was surprised which ones they ended up announcing. Yeah. It's not, uh, I'm happy I didn't specify because I didn't <laughs> think the Mac Mini would be updated now. And I think we sort of talked about that with, because Zach predicted that a while ago. And I didn't think it would happen because like, it made sense to start with the portable ones. But mm. here we go. But it's also interesting, right? The, the, the kind of way it was presented because it was kind of hard. I, I think overall... I, I, I liked a lot of parts of the event. It is kind of hard, though, to differentiate, like, the three Macs we got, right? The MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro, and the Mac Mini. There are some... The two, the Pro and the Air, at least in the presentation, seemed very, very similar. It, it, mm-hmm. it seems like there's, there's a very, very small delta between those two. And realistically, yeah. the Pro, the 13-inch Pro they announced replaced the non-touch bar Pro, right, in the lineup, I think. Um or the one we used to not have a touch bar in. So kind yeah. of the base level pro. Yeah. And that was always kind of just a air with a little bit more compute. So mm-hmm. I do they, they, the delta between those wasn't as big in the first place, but now yeah. they're literally running on the same silicon with the only difference being one has a fan and the other one doesn't. And some small other things like one, you have to suffer through a touch bar. The other one, you get to keep your keys. And I think there's a different microphone and the display is slightly better. Hmm. But it's it's very, they're very close to each other, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting. I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing some reviews yeah. next week to see yeah, yeah, how too. much of a difference the fan makes. Yeah. Because Apple obviously didn't say, hey, the air throttles after like two seconds uh but clearly they made a decision to add a fan to one Mm. and not keep it in the others yeah yeah because i think on paper the air looks seems like a really good machine but i think uh when hearing some people using the old um it was just called macbook right the one that was fanless before that one seemed to be quite uh, like throttled quite early and it seemed to not be very performant because of the lack of the fans mm. and i'm curious to see how how it compares to that and i think it will like on, on paper it sounded really good and it seems like a computer i could imagine to have if i'm ending up 
upgrading my laptop uh, just because it wouldn't be my primary computer. It's a lot. It's lightweight, very quiet, and it seemed performant. But I, I want to see what it what it looks like when yeah. people when people are trying it out. And I mean, especially certain workloads that we would run into a lot, right? We we're like for Xcode builds. Like it's Xcode builds are not necessarily like five minutes of of running CPUs at a hundred percent. That's more when you make a type on your Swift UI code. Um, <laughs> for for normal builds, um, you you probably it's mostly moving things around, right? It's mostly disk I/O or SSD I/O, um, and then it's like bursts of like a few seconds, ten seconds of of actually doing like super parallel build stuff, and then it's back to I/O. Uh, I don't know what apps you're compiling, but I have some <laughs> slow build times for some projects. It's not about slow build times; it's just about when your build time is slow. I would a large chunk of that is I/O. Mm, yeah. And the CPU is like for my builds, the CPU is not running at a hundred percent for the entire build. It's it's a very it's kind of bursts where it's like jumping to mm-hmm. a lot of CPU and then it's back to I/O. When you're talking about your computer, are you talking about your iMac or your current laptop? Uh, the current MacBook struggles building anything. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> moving a window around gets that one to a hundred percent CPU. Um, no, no, no. When I look at the iMac, and I, mm. because I looked at that now just to kind of try to get a better idea. So if I build our do a clean build on our project, it's like the CPU is kind of pretty chilled and it spikes briefly, goes back down. It doesn't. Even if the build takes like 10, 20 seconds, um, it doesn't use CPU for the entire time. Um, so it will be interesting to see, like for that, because I don't realistically need to render out. I mean, that's what we're going to see, right? On, on day one of the reviews, we'll see a lot of, look, we're rendering out 8K, uh, 20 minute video and it took this long. It's like, cool. That's, that's somewhat interesting, but doesn't really affect our purchase decisions. So it will be interesting to see what it actually means for, mm-hmm. for kind of my most common workload. I want to be able to render out 8K, but it's not going to be the main use case of that machine. Uh, so I'm I'm very interested to see how much of a difference the the fan does because in general, whenever you can go fanless, I, I do like that. Mm-hmm. And the iPads are fanless for a while, and I would mm-hmm. assume that they have more heat constraints than the MacBook Air, right? MacBook Air already has a bit more space uh, in it in the first place, and it's least. called Air, right? So it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I will be. I'm very interested to see how much of a difference there will be between those two machines. And then there was a Mac Mini. That was that was interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, let's move on to the next uh, pick. All right. <laughs> Which? Oh, I, I thought the Mac Mini well, was the most exciting announcement, but sure, <laughs> we can talk about it when we get to the. Pick. Well, well, we're gonna there's there's a, there's a, there's a pick coming uh, in a few rounds where we'll talk. I hear there's a few good picks oh. coming in a few rounds. Yes, gotta be yes. patient. <laughs> but for this round, the thirty-one point round, um, Kai's pick which uh, was was probably the one that, of all the picks, was the one that everyone would agree was the most definitely this is happening based on rumors, which was mm-hmm. the new mm-hmm. MacBook Pro 13-inch, mm-hmm. which yes. did happen. Although, mm-hmm. as you mentioned before, it only replaced the low-end MacBook Pro 13-inch. The, the high-end four-port version is still Intel, but it's still... Uh, it still is a correct pick. Mm. <laughs> but it's also, that, that, again, probably deliberate. Apple probably has more MacBooks uh, in the lineup at some point. You know, sure. I, I don't think this is... The, even for the 13-inch, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more 13-inch MacBooks coming out with the other Pro MacBooks. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're getting a 16-inch or whatever, to either get 
because we were always a bit confused about the lineup between like the the kind of low end pro the airs the low end pros the high end 13 inch pros and then the 16 inch so if we're actually getting the rumored 14 inch macbook pro at some point that would make the lineup a lot clearer you have the air then you have the 13 inch pro and then you get the the 14 inch pro which is the pro pro in the small form factor and then you get the 16 inch that seems reasonable yep that makes perfect sense so you got 31 points for that. I'll take every single one of them. Now, <laughs> move on to Zach's pick, which was a wild card pick, which I think we all thought was definitely mm. going to happen, and mm-hmm. he would uh, collect 62 points. But yeah, unfortunately, I think I was the least confident, but I was happy to, <laughs> to risk it all. The pick was that the length of the event would last between 60 and 75 minutes. And yeah. if you look at the last mm-hmm. two... Apple events that were pre-recorded, uh, that's exactly the case. And mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. seemed like a very reasonable pick. Mm, and I think but we all had an expectation that this would be like a jam-packed event. And I think there weren't many things in there, but they just went through them quite quickly. Mm. Yep. That's the thing. There actually wasn't a lot in the event, though. I thought the event could have been a few press releases. It obviously wouldn't have generated the hype, but I didn't <laughs> walk out of the event going, I know so much more about these Macs than I could have gotten from reading a few web pages. There was nothing mm-hmm. of substance. It was, look at how cool this is and things are fast, but the actual content mm-hmm. wasn't there. I think um, they I didn't expected- need to do the three the the three Macs separately. That seemed no, to just be to fill been, some time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, was... these are the same Macs you've seen before. Mm. Yeah. We just got different internals, but there's no like, this is a new body. There's new touch bar. There's no new features here. We're just talking about the chip, mm. which is the same for all of mm. them. Mm. I actually wasn't a fan of the event event, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was also interesting because, right? Because Apple wouldn't say, this is the Air and it has our cool new chip. And this is the Pro and it has our cool new chip. Apple didn't want to go on stage and say, but the Air chip, we, we forgot to put a cooler in. So it kind of sucks in certain use cases. While the other one doesn't have the, the sucky part. So it's a bit weird mm-hmm. of a way of, you know, you don't want to say, you know, the one we just showed you and said everything is awesome. Eh, but the other one, that, that one is now the awesome one. So I do understand why why did present it that way, but it, I got uh, to be honest, I got confused at some point. It's like, wait, which one was three x one and which one was four x the other? And then there was a video where someone said ten x, and we're like, what? there were lots of numbers just being thrown out. Yeah, I think. but multiples of un un <laughs> of numbers that they didn't tell us. It's like this much faster than ninety eight percent of Windows computers. So it's like. I see where you're going for, but it doesn't actually tell us anything. But it also surprises me that there are 2% of Windows laptops that are faster than this, because this is, those chips from the benchmarks we saw leaking so far or being, being uploaded from people that seem to have review units, they seem to be really, really fast, those computers. Mm-hmm. Like they're they, probably they, those they, gaming ones, right? Those like massive 17-inch... Uh, laptops that are essentially windows desktops and is that two percent of the market that seems i mean that seems large for like those kind of very specific gaming laptops Mm. so that was kind of my my interesting like it's like oh wow so two percent seem to be very excessively powerful thick windows computers that seem to be sold but yeah Hmm. Uh, no, I think um, they mentioned. I think it was core intuition where they mentioned that uh, there weren't that many numbers where they compared it to the Intel computers that Apple is selling themselves. It was a lot of comparison to Windows, and it might be because they are still selling Intel yeah. computers, yeah. and, and they are still, still in this partnerships with Intel. You don't want to get up on stage and trash your 
like biggest Mac partner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> not when you can't replace them tomorrow. Yeah, and I mean, they they obviously stuck with Intel for a long time, and it has been working quite well for them. Mm. So it's yeah, it it it's not. It might not be right. a good reason to do it. I mean, I think the only reason they even would need to compare against Intel in general is because of, to alleviate people's concerns about mm-hmm. what yeah. is Apple doing switching to their own chips. Because yeah. normally, if they just had some chips that were three times faster than last year's model, that's all they would mm-hmm. focus on, right? Yeah. That's what's yeah. really important. But here mm-hmm. they kind of had to show it in, in like a bigger picture of mm-hmm. like, oh, we can get so much more performance per watt uh, mm-hmm. kind of to, to justify it, which, yeah. yeah, it was a little bit of a... Mm-hmm. But I guess if they, walk, but. if they would have just replaced the whole lineup straight up, that would probably be a different story. They would probably be more comfortable just comparing it to the previous one being like, just to assure you, yes, it's a, like, because it sort of came out like many people, some people who wrote about the event was like, now you have an iPhone chip in your computer and like, you don't want it to sound like it's not powerful enough. So it would be good to have that comparison. But if they don't change the whole yeah. lineup. But it's, it's also interesting, right? Because harder. from the benchmark we've seen, the MacBook Air, at least in, in Geekbench, and I, Geekbench has a whole bunch of kind of... The, the Geekbench scores play in the MacBook Air's favor because Geekbench is designed to um, figure out the maximum performance mm-hmm. a CPU can have. So it's designed to have breaks in between workloads to have the chip get get the chip enough time to cool down a bit because they're really trying to f- find how much performance can you get out of this chip it's not a benchmark designed for for a kind of long-term load and that's so, really so, good for the air right so does that break there have any impact on the final score or no it, no the score is like just if the, the cpu would be super hot they could in theory just take a 10 minute break in yeah. between each workload and it would not impact the score no the score okay. is completely irrelevant it's yeah. just trying to find the maximum possible compute mm-hmm. power from the chip which obviously means most of the benchmarks we'll see between the MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro, and the Mac, uh, the Mac Mini will look exactly identical because they use the same chip with the exception of the seven core GPUs in the, um, in the base level MacBook Air. But outside of that, I would expect all those Geek- Geekbench scores to be exactly the same because Geekbench is designed to not have... They designed it around thermal throttling to still get get the actual uh, peak performance scores out of them. So it will be interesting to actually see something that's not designed to kind of. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure Apple didn't design the MacBook to 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 work in uh, to to get favorable uh, scores out of Geekbench, but it just happened to be a benchmark that that it's very favorable for computers that potentially have thermal throttling. So it will be interesting to see that. Uh, in future anyway zero points for zach because the event was 45 minutes ah i'm sad I, That's in, okay. in a sense this is good because <laughs> if okay. it had been well okay not good for zach but <laughs> uh, before Look, the event was, i was there thinking, was a silver lining that i could go back to sleep <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yes 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 because i was actually thinking before the event okay, if this event is between 60 and 75 minutes and you get the points, that's great. But then we would have had three events in a row where that's the case, and I would then feel like there should be a rule that we can't pick this particular yeah, pick yeah. anymore because yeah, it, yeah. it becomes obvious. But mm. now... Oh, I, I, I would allow you this could pick do time to WWDC. Picks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I think, as at least from memory, I think this probably been the second shortest event Apple's ever done. I think Antenna Gate was probably shorter. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they wanted to drag that I mean, too much. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know but if that's I an think, event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was. It was an event, and it was. I think uh, Antenna Gate was something like thirty minutes or so. How comes that was an event? What do you guys think? Like, I mean, why was that people, not the press release? Well, because so many press was kind of talking about how the phone can't do. Uh, phoning anymore yeah, but so what apple do you need just, an event for why do you need to sh- because apple want to like all right let, let let me show you why all phones are stupid yeah. I, th- I think part of it might have also been they figured that like steve jobs is very persuasive while he's at while you're actually yeah. listening to him yeah. talk and it's it's probably better than any even a even if he had written the press release it's just mm-hmm. he can convince you of stuff and mm-hmm. uh you know because mm-hmm. how, how else if they didn't do the events they wouldn't be able to say like Oh, you know, people are saying we should just add a free bumper. Fine, here's your bumper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like with a little bit of disdain, you know, like here's your bumper, dummy. Mm. <laughs> but it was an interesting time too, where Apple actually created an app for your phone to claim your free bumper. <laughs> Forgot about that. I, I don't know if it was like the free bumper app. I don't think Apple today would create. An, it would you put your serial number probably on some website and they would send you something. I don't think it would create a nice app for you, the bumper they badly want to give you in the first place that they only have to because everyone can't hold their phone properly but yeah good times but shorter than this one but i i cannot think of anything else that was 45 minutes uh <laughs> since then at least <laughs> but yeah so, zero points for zach which is playing in our favor so i take yeah. that and, and adam I you get to me pick... oh yeah yes so you I... also get 31 points for this round yeah because you picked the right uh, person and pick, I guess. Pick the right person. <laughs> okay. Are we ready to move on to the 27-point round? Yeah. Very There's much. There's two 27-point rounds, the pro and the the regular. This is the pro round. Um, so I'm just going to randomly decide that we're going to start with Zach this time, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. picked the return of a MacBook uh, without a fan. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Good uh, I think we all felt like this is totally possible, but it's also possible that it wouldn't happen at all. So it's mm. a little, mm. a little uh, risky, and you totally nailed it. So mm. congratulations, Ooh. good pick mm. on the board. <laughs> <laughs> how com- how confident did you feel in this pick, Zach, when you made it? Uh, I felt pretty confident. I thought that there would be a low end computer that didn't have a fan because that's half the advantage of ARM. We could like they can return to the fanless MacBook style thing without. Uh, having a, a CPU that's constantly throttled. Um, so yeah, mm. it just—I guess it was just a matter of whether it was announced this event. But mm. I felt like Do it you would think it would be, be the air product in the lineup. Um, I look. I was kind of expecting a 12-inch return, honestly, and that's as mm-hmm. you can see by my next pick. That mm-hmm. uh, I I thought that form factor would come back. It was popular when I was at uni. People loved that computer. Obviously, mm. amongst the business students, not the computer science all the it mm. students but um people loved it and mm. yeah i don't I, I don't know how it sold perhaps the 13 inch air has always outsold it and, and it's probably why it disappeared but yeah i i was yeah. expecting that to return. it just felt like um, those two products were so close to each other back then already it almost made it harder to yeah. make a decision and like now they take away that this i mean maybe they were at a 12 inch but i think it's quite unlikely now like the air is that 12 inch fanless mac so mm. I think it makes yeah, sense to point. not make, potentially not introduce the twelve again. Yeah, and they made you could slim the point. bezels on the air yeah. even yeah. slightly. Mm. You kind of get closer mm. to that twelve inch. Yeah, 
It, it is really nice. I, I do like fanless computing devices in general. I, I really hope that it can sustain hmm. any kind of my my daily task because that would Honestly, be really, though, really nice. Honestly, it wouldn't work here as a main computer if you're a software dev. Um, no, just but, like trying to work in summer. and <laughs> <laughs> See, that's uh, again, again. another reason to move to Vancouver. <laughs> you can you can have uh, your iMac fanless here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to really get warm again here and my Macs fans are just going throughout the workday and it's not fun. Mm. Yeah, but I, I do wonder how if the like for the 13 inch MacBook Pros with the M1 chip, how often they will actually go beyond base fan speed. It will be really interesting to if they're just at idle speed all the time and that's enough and they, you can't f- even push it hard enough that it would ever spin up. Uh, <laughs> it saves them a lot of time of engineering a fan controller if it just stays at 2700 RPM at all times. Will be interesting I, because we don't know, right? Does it does it even go faster than that? I'm 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 very interested. Yeah, in that's that. a fair question. Yeah. Man, we can actually hear your fans now, Zach. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How good! Mm. All Maybe right. there'll be a, a modding community who mods their iPad or their MacBook Airs with ads as a fan to it <laughs> to try to overclock. Uh... Oh man, that's that's definitely going to happen. Probably going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just putting it on one of those like cool desk stand things that um, yeah, oh, cool yeah. as in cold that yeah. Um, yeah, blow air on it constantly. You could just submerge it in dry ice. That that'll be. <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah. Submerge in a bucket of water. What's the difference? Yeah, <laughs> I've heard Apple devices are waterproof now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. You cool. just have to take it up every thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Kai, your pick this round was uh that the neural engine would be coming to the mac yes and that happened it is part of the m1 chip that is in all the new macs that they announced and it indeed is and congratulations it's a, it's a 16 core neural engine in fact that's a lot Ooh, of cores I didn't know that yeah that's a, that's a lot of neurals right that's a lot of neurons that they <laughs> must have put in there yeah, but I'll I'll take those twenty seven points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I will be. It will be interesting to see apps that fully make use of that. Um, I mean, we're getting iOS apps on it, right? So some apps will just use it because they use it already in iPhone. But it, it will be. Um, I'm interested in seeing it actually being used by by like proper like Mac design tools because I do think that that could be like for as we talked about in the previous episode a lot of like Adobe's tools would benefit from that especially considering how much AI related stuff they're adding to their image editing if that can just run on those cores super super quickly that would probably go a long way and finally uh Malin you did a wild card for this mm-hmm. round mm-hmm. and your pick was that there would be a segment in the events that's uh mentioned the sort of history of the mac yeah and i think that that did not happen no. if i'm no. recalling no. correctly we did see some um old macs spread out through the um through the special lab that they showed so you had like uh, i think the first imac in one corner and then, what was it, another corner? Was it the original Macintosh? I think they had an iMac somewhere as well. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, so that was cool. But yeah, no, it didn't, didn't happen. Mm. Yeah. We did see a, a reference to Six Colors. That's kind of more of a um, 
my my kind of what was what it our honorable mentions we had like a glowing mm -hmm. apple we unfortunately didn't get that but we might still get it in the future well, what's but the we reference? had the you know the um apple park hallways that were kind of oh, the, yeah, the kind of yeah, red yeah. and yellow yeah. kind of it kind of looked like just like i don't know yeah, like hallways but they had the, the color the yeah. six colors and they're not all under each other so apple kind of tricked us there with their video editing actually next to each other but what they edit those videos <laughs> i know they're they're not just straight up filmed it's it's crazy hmm. yeah. yeah no it would have been fun but yeah no it's it makes sense i think kai's argument that they don't tend to look back uh that much that that's that's a good argument so yeah, yeah it's fine yeah they're not saying look at this old garbage and buy our new stuff instead <laughs> cool 27 non-pro round um oh wait well, I, wait and then finally yeah, yeah. You, you, I, I picked uh kai's pick the neural engine oh, so man, i get so 27 get points, points. Again. good job don't forget my points no the tw the next round, the twenty seven inch non pro round. This is uh you know, this is my personal favorite round for me. <laughs> Not so much for you. Uh but let's get started. Um <laughs> Kai's pick was that there would be a new external display announced. This was a wild card pick. Mm -hmm. I still think they there should was no. because what do you connect this Mac Mini to now? That, uh, to a pro, uh, what is it? ProRes display. What what do you call it? The pro display pro XDR. Display, yeah, pro display XDR. Also of the thought. Yeah, that was, that was kind of fun thing, during the, the keynote, right? How they showed the Mac Mini next to like um, the Mac Mini next to a pro display XDR with Apple stand, where the yeah. computer is a fraction of the cost of the stand. <laughs> mm. But I, it seems I like wonder, a great setup, though. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder how many people on this planet actually have that setup. I, I'm sure we can count that on one hand. Like, how many people buy a $7,000 display set up to a $699 uh, computer? It makes the Mac Mini look cost-effective, right? You say it's <laughs> even, it's cheaper than a monitor stand. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I guess, I guess. No, but I would actually really like that as a setup. If Apple would put this iMac display into, a, into an external display and... I could have a Mac Mini that I, I connect to it. I would love that as uh, as a setup. Yeah, because realistically, next time it's not that I inherently want an iMac, and that's the only way of having computing in where where display and and compute is in the same case. I do like being able to swap up computers more frequently than displays. I do feel like there is this sliver there. Like there is there's like I don't know why Apple is not going into that i feel like it's they have a lot of people who might use macbooks who want an external display but they to be honest i'd be it. surprised if by the end of the arm transition we're not getting a new yeah. more reasonably price it will not be cheap because it will be an apple display mm. um but something in the in the ballpark of the price of an imac for yeah. a ballpark of the imac size display i do think we're seeing within the next year and a half i would love to jump to that because i do keep my displays a lot longer than i would keep my computers on mm -hmm. average, but at the moment that's an option because they're they're both the same thing. That's the thing. Realistically, when you have an iMac, once once we can start traveling and going outside again, we will want to have a laptop as well. Um, and then it would be nice if we could have a laptop with an external display. And those are never reliable enough. I, I do like having a desktop with a display. And you were the one just saying that you want to separate display. Yeah, but Mac Mini, that's like okay, just always okay. connected, not like connecting and then rejiggling all your windows and it's like blinking and trying to figure out where... I mean, where that is solvable, is. though. Yeah, but it's it's not been solved in too long. I, I'm not hopeful in that, but I do want... I, I would really like to, mm -hmm. to get to a point where that's an option, at least. And I, I, I would be surprised if we're not getting that. Because surely Apple wants some free money. 
you know, how many people... Ha- oh, it, it'll happen. I'm pretty confident mm. that it's going to happen. No, it's just a matter of when now. Yeah. Um, you know, once they start announcing more Pro Max for, like, more yeah. Pro laptops, I'm sure there'll be the demand for monitors because I know mm-hmm. when, like, the 16-inch MacBook Pro was... Uh, touted as working with the Pro Display XDR, hey, it can drive two of them because mm. this is how pros like to work. And I'm mm. sure that when we see sort of the 16-inch equivalent of an Apple Silicon Mac, mm. they've got to have something to go along with that because why not? Like, as mm. you said, free money for Apple. Mm. Free, and I mean, but, they're you know. realistically already redesigning something related to an iMac right now, right? Because Apple Silicon Macs, there's a good chance that they will not be in this, this kind of 10-year-old uh, case. I, I would be surprised if Apple wouldn't take that chance to kind of redesign a for lot the of the, re-engineer a lot of the iMac for the Apple Silicon transition. And it, it just seems like a good opportunity to say, let's also make this at the same time uh, as external displays. But we'll see. Zero points for me, at least for mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Malin, your pick was that they would mention a new iMac. Yes. Not release it, but that they'd give some indication that yeah. it's coming or that's a little preview or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this I was feel a wild like this card. could have happened. But yeah, no, didn't. Should we should we change the rules so that's like what should have or could have happened? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. Kai just said before about the external display, that was his initial plus. This should have happened. But that's the thing. Like that's why I feel like it. The event was surprised. Could have had yeah. a lot more in it. Like I felt like there could be those things, like sneak peeks of uh, of an iMac and those things. But I think someone argued in the last episode that that would mean that people might not buy the current iMac. But at the same time, it depends on when they're planning on releasing it. So I did expect it. And there were many other things I expected, like a bit more accessories, like the display. And also, like, I'm surprised that I didn't have, like, a new, like, any demos. We're coming, we're getting to that later. But, like, many things that I felt made sense to be in this event that I don't know when they're going to happen now. Like, are they going to have a, I don't know, an iMac event in March? I don't know. That feels weird. Yeah. I mean, they would probably bundle it with the, within the MacBook Pros that are larger, right? Yeah. You would probably have to kind of next size class up. There yeah. could be an event. And especially if they bundle it together with an accessory, like even if it's um, a new Apple TV where they talk about all the new TV shows for the season mm-hmm. or where they bundle it with the um, the headphones, the over-ear headphones that we're kind of expecting at some point, and, and Apple tiles. There is yeah. an event. I that just I could feel see. like um, the Apple TV and the Mac, the uh, Macs in general, will be in the same event because I feel like the Apple TV is attracting a different audience now, especially when they have their own shows. That is more. I don't for- know if Apple TV attracts an audience. <laughs> No, but like the shows themselves and the services, I think that attracts people who are in the film industry a bit more. Uh, I think mm, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think Apple wants to have events that where they show a good package of new awesome stuff. Okay, zero points for Malin and Zach's pick, which we already touched on this a little bit, was that there would mm. be a new twelve-inch <laughs> laptop announced. And that did not happen. And Kai correctly suspected strongly this would not happen because he challenged Mm. this. Ah. I'd forgotten about this challenge too, to be honest. This is a concern. (laughs) I did not. So what that means is that Kai gets 27 points because Zach's pick did not happen. That is exactly correct. Yep. Mm. Yep. Very well-placed challenge. In hindsight... I'm really sad that you didn't pick the 12-inch laptop as a wildcard. That would have been... Because you you said you at during the recording, you're not sure if you want to have this one or the next one as a wild card. <sighs> 
Anyway, yep. I'd take the 27. Moving on. The Adam. next one was a much better wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You deserve to point to the next one. Why, thank Speaking you. Speaking <laughs> of correctly predicting that certain picks were wrong, um, I decided to use my wild card, which meant that I was uh, assuming that all three of these would be wrong. Uh, I guess that's not strictly true, but uh, mm. that's the reason I chose to do a wild card this one. And I picked that uh, the new Mac silicon chips, the new, the, sorry, the new <laughs> Apple silicon chips would be mentioned by name and that it would be a new name, not like reusing A14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And indeed, the M1 chip... Um, Mm. was mentioned my name. Mm. For anyone who's listening who didn't listen to a previous episode and think that Adam seemed to be playing a different game from us, that's because he is. <laughs> I feel like we never clarify those rules, but Adam's picks yes. are basically based on our picks. So by the end of last uh, last round or of the last episode, Adam got to pick which of ours are going to happen and he could decide to have his own wildcard where he picks his own pick. Mm. And that was a one off thing that he could do and yes. he got points yes. for that now. The, mm. the main contestants are Zach and Malin and Kai. And, uh, and Adam is currently in the lead. I'm playing a meta <laughs> game where I am picking their picks to see which one I think. And every time we do this, uh, the three of them rope me in deeper into the game with more elaborate rules that are more <laughs> options that I have. So uh, that's how we've gotten to this point. <laughs> yeah. And M1, interesting. I mean, the name was kind of... I think we even talked about that as a potential name on the on the show. Uh, seemed like an obvious pick, right? No one cares about the motion coprocessor, so we're using it f- the Mac chip or the mobile chip, which is now the question. Is it a Mac one or a mobile one? Because if it's the mobile one, we could see like a desktop one or a power one, like a P1 or a D1 for like an iMac or a Mac Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're seeing like the M1X if they follow the iPad line in naming. And but then- with that idea about whether or not it's a desktop thing that would not add up with the mac mini being introduced because that's also having them yeah then maybe power yeah you good good point because there is like certain things there are there will be different right it's not the the chips we're expecting for like a mac pro or an imac will probably not just be the same chip with more compute units we're probably seeing like an extra different package right the m1 is actually a package of a whole bunch of stuff right so we're having like eight all across the entire line every single m1 uh, mac has eight cpu cores four of them high performance four of them high efficiency um and most of the macs apart from the baseline uh macbook air have eight cores of gpu but the macbook air only has seven cores i mean technically it will ship with eight cores but one of them will not be on um so it will be uh, hardware disabled because of yield uh, related um limitations so um so it's they're all very very similar and then the other parts on the chip are the neural engine i think apple calls it fabric which kind of connects a whole bunch of stuff together inside of there and then you kind of have the io stuff with like the thunderbolt and and those kind of things so it kind of depends on what apple decides if if they're adding more thunderbolt lanes and they're kind of changing some things up to to add more components more ram right another thing we have a current limit of 16 gigs of ram there's Mm -hmm. only the 8 or the 16 gig of ram option right now which again also leaves apple with enough room for more pro machines down the line Mm -hmm. um i i could they could go either way add a modifier or give it a different name 
both would you could make an argument for why both directions would be sensible and probably no one cares so let's move on <laughs> i do i i don't know i i found this event very exciting for like just random meaningless speculation. We had so many yeah. meaningful mm. things happening in our lives <laughs> with everything going on. So I just find it nice to have this thing where we can just speculate and we get it completely wrong. Nothing, no one dies. It's it's a good, a fun thing to speculate around. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, wow, that turned dark. Let's continue. <laughs> uh, with that, let's move on to the 21.5 inch round. Mm-hmm. And uh, Malin's pick, which was a regular pick, not a wild card, would be that there would be a demo of uh, creative tools as part of uh, on Apple Silicon Macs as part of the presentation. And I don't yeah. know what we're doing here. So- I don't know either, but I, I'd argue that I don't get points for this. <laughs> okay. Like, if it wasn't what, me what, picking this, I don't I would, remember what they demoed. What did they actually demo? That's the thing. They didn't demo it, but there were so many mentions of creative tools, and there were so many screenshots and, uh, like, examples where they but showed creative tools. But nothing was demoed, tools. right? There no, was there no, wasn't, like, like, a phys- like, a live demo where people did stuff, you know? <laughs> like, we didn't see it wasn't like Craig Federici down. writing a poem, like, yeah. like we expected. So, um, yeah, that I, I wouldn't say, like, if you guys had picked this, I wouldn't think you should get points for this, so I shouldn't get points for it. I think that's fair because it wasn't a demo and that's kind of what you said. Mm. Um, we've seen creative tools, but nothing that was like, Hey, let's, let's draw, draw something here in Photoshop. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Kai's pick was a wild card, which was that, uh, I really wanted this to happen. (laughs) That cloud build tools for developers were going to be announced. And, um, this did not happen. And Zach, rightfully knew that this would not happen and challenged it (laughs) it was written in the stars (laughs) it was written in the stars so kai does not get any points for that but zach got uh his 21 no does he get double points because it's a wild card yes he does yeah so that's uh so are we doubling those yeah i thought we were but then there's no penalty of why would you not always challenge um because you lose i would lose for this oh yeah you lose for correctly challenge yeah so zach picked up 43 points uh for that so very well placed (laughs) challenge someone's just written 443 but i'll take it i'm gonna stop editing the the (laughs) document i'll leave it to you okay yeah so i'm gonna say 43 points verbally that's for the record you guys can edit the documents (laughs) if you're able to type two numbers in um (laughs) so but what I want to say is, in addition uh, to Zach's amazing challenge, uh, Zach did some another amazing thing this round, yeah. and uh, and I'm going to call this best pick of the game uh, <laughs> in my in my opinion. Uh, this was a wild card pick, and Zach picked that the the new MacBooks, at least one, new new Macs with Apple Silicon, at least one of them, that they would advertise it as having 20 hours of battery life or more. Mm-hmm. And this was incredibly. Nerve-wracking this, to yeah, me. That's yeah. pretty stressful because this didn't happen until the um, the MacBook Pro was introduced, right? And it was like mm. late in the slides that they showed this. Yeah. And you got yeah. points. And it was interesting, right? Because we kind of talked during the, the previous episode. We were like, yeah, the MacBook Air will be probably the battery life one and then the Pro will be the performance one. So we, we kind of, when we went through the air, it's like, it had pretty impressive battery life, right? Up to 18. We're like, mm. oh, such a close yeah. one. And, and just short. Yeah. 
and we thought the MacBook Pro will probably slightly slightly less than that. Oh well, no points for Zach. And then they yeah. come out with actually saying <laughs> twenty hours. But I didn't hours. expect that. I thought yeah. the Pro with the fan and everything. I know. I forgot mm-hmm. about the different design where the Pro has more room for battery. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking they were the same thing. So I thought throw a fan in a Mac, you get a yeah. smaller <laughs> battery, and it uses more power because you got a power the fan yeah and i thought there's no chance actually i have a message here from 5 27 a.m on wednesday morning i think i sent you 18 (laughs) dot 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 face palm (laughs) yeah that was when they were doing the map but it's also it's like you know as soon as you have to have a battery generate kinetic energy of making something spin you'd be like that probably takes more than a wimpy like cpu right but no yeah. it turns out yeah. the fan is apparently still allowing the mac to have a lot of battery life also but interestingly also cr- that uh i think that was that for video playback because i know if a mac's generally under like light-ish load that fan won't turn on at least for the low-end macbook pros mm-hmm. so there could be something like that going on here where this mm-hmm. is uh, a situation where the fan Maybe. doesn't turn on who knows yeah. <laughs> Um, also, interestingly, Craig Federici, I think, gave an interview where they talked about some of the M1 stuff and some of the design decisions for the hardware. And he said that they actually had different goals and they just accidentally way overshot their battery goals. Oh, really? <laughs> so Man, Zach was thing. probably uh, maybe <laughs> maybe like three months or six months ago or whenever they, they put it all together. <laughs> maybe Craig Federici would have challenged this, this particular pick, <laughs> but it turns out it, it ended up being true. Yeah, yeah, I think the quote what, from the interview was, um, we way overshot our battery uh, expectation. I thought we had people that could uh, estimate those kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember which podcast this was? I remember no, I think it. it was written in some magazine. I'll, I'll see. If I find it, I'll put it in show notes. Anyways, awesome, awesome pick. Um, mm. I th- the reason I consider Thank it pick of the game is I feel like we talked about this last time uh, that we would have all accepted if you had said it's going to be 18 hours or 16 <laughs> yeah. hours or something that's just 50% more. We, we would have let you pick it and it would have been a safer pick, but you went for the least safe variant and mm-hmm. you still got it. And it was mm-hmm. a wild card. So that's awesome. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. I will take these very happily. And Adam, you picked Marlin's Creative Tool demo. <laughs> and I, I picked what I thought was the safest pick. Right. Which it was, felt uh, so like if there's going to be a demo, this will be it. Mm. And there's going to be a demo, but no. Yeah, yeah, I I agreed, but we were both wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So moving on to the sixteen point round, um, let's do. Let's start with Zach, uh, who Why got another one. He correctly picked that there'd be a Mac Mini, which I think we were all a little skeptical of, mm-hmm. but good lord, you got it. Yeah. Only this was a wild card. <laughs> yeah no i think this is the most exciting computer uh at least from my perspective because if i was going to get one of these to test out it would be the desktop that i can plug into my existing monitor um mm. and you know as, as we've spoken about before it's probably the most performant as well because it has probably the best cooling and it can sustain that high workload um i don't think i'll buy one but Still pretty cool. It's not space gray, so it's definitely slower by default. <laughs> it's it's interesting machine. Um, in yeah, your as somebody pointed out on another podcast I listened to, um, th- that that it's not space gray probably leaves room for a space yeah, gray pro variant in a yeah. year or so. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Even just higher spec ones, you know, it's, this is all very much the base configuration, depending on where Apple's going. Could could also just allow for better spec ones. Um, if I were in your situation, I would have already ordered one of those Mac Minis. But I don't have a need for it. No, but you have a space for it, and that's all you need. 
<laughs> sure, I could plunk it on my desk. Honestly, I'd be worried that if I got one of these, I would not use my laptop anywhere near That's as much. That's exactly so the point of my, yeah, my suggestion. Yeah. Good observation. I just spent like four grand on this thing. <laughs> and now you could have had spent $600 or $700 instead, and you got, would have gotten a faster car. Oh, you know, this would be close to two grand. I'd have to spec oh. it up. Okay, Fair RAM enough. and storage, but yeah. still, I I see your point. Point. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is a cool, cool little uh, Mac as an option. Very. And I don't know what will happen with the, the like development transition kits that developers have. Um, I don't know if there will be some kind of rebate or something because then we have to if there's a rebate on on because we have to send ours back at some point. <laughs> um. And if there is some kind of discount to get a new development machine, because we don't have a need for a an ARM Mac in our lives. Like there's no gap that we need to fill right now with a new computer outside of testing. Mm-hmm. So if we have to send our DTK back and Apple offers some kind of kind of discount on a new ARM test Mac, mm-hmm. it will be uh, interesting whether... Yeah, I'm kind of surprised this didn't happen already because... I was expecting it to happen, and I know a lot of developers who had a DTK who've gone on to buy one at the full price. So, mm. you'd kind of expect that if they're not going to do a discounted one in exchange for returning it, maybe they'd give that value back in like an Apple gift card or something. Or, I mean, the the other solution or the other thing is that you just don't get anything. You pay the yeah. $500 to loan the thing for a year and that's it. Yeah. And that's also valid. But yeah. it seems almost counterintuitive. Like, we want to we wanna give these things to people and, like, make them affordable so that we can mm-hmm. have more apps for Apple Silicon. But, hey, we're going to take it away from you after a year and not leave you with any production hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'd think that the incentive is there for Apple to offer mm. some kind of yeah. discount or... Mm something towards a new mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. yeah but it also makes sense to kind of delay that a bit because apple probably wants to sell to people that want to buy one right now primarily and not clock that ordering flow or even if there's supply constraint i don't know i think most of the Macs you can no longer get for day one now so there definitely seems to be demand outspacing their supply so just pushing the developers that already have a development hardware right now uh into the end of the line would seem like a reasonable mm. decision anyways. So we'll see. But if that's the case, we kind of have to make a decision whether we go a mini or like a MacBook Air. Probably leaning towards the MacBook Air because having kind of the slowest mm. machine as a test device seems sensible. And also a computer we would probably use more frequently. But we'll see. Mm. Six po- 16 points though. And 16 points for Zach. Adam. Moving on to Malin's pick. Uh, she picked a wild card, which was that there would be a 5G, a Verizon 5G Mac mm-hmm. announced. Yeah. And I think this did not happen. You know, after they <laughs> talk so much about 5G, I would just want it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How can Apple t- tell you how great it is and then yeah. deny it? Right? I uh, yeah, I think with those 900 download speeds, if we got one, I'd be working from the shopping center every day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> On your Mac Mini. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so no no points for Mullen, no? but presumably no. one day there will be a 5G Mac. And then we will all be a little This is one of those ones where if you keep picking it, like AirTags, eventually you're going to be right. <laughs> yeah. Or you're turning well, into Gene Munster and you're, you are just no. keep saying there will be an Apple TV at some point and then <laughs> you retire. And yet there has not yet been an Apple TV nor AirTags. So <laughs> until either of those things happen, I don't know. Or cloud build that, services. That's a good comparison. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, Kai's pick was a wild card. That's mm-hmm. the Mac. One of the Macs would have a 120 hertz screen, 
And uh, this did not happen, and Mullen sensed the uh, unlikeliness and correctly challenged this wild card. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Kai got none of his points, and uh, Mullen got a bo- bonus uh, 32 points. Yay! Yeah, Look you at that. Look at that. I'm catching up. A little bit. I was. It looked so sad when I had thirty-one points and people started to get that. Thirty-two. You got one from Adams. Oh yeah, I had thirty-two, but Zach had like hundred twenty-nine here for a while. So at least I'm get. I'm I'm moving closer. I I don't think I'll win at this point. You are. You are nearly at half of Zach's points. Yeah. Uh, yeah this is a bit sad yeah no it's fine that's fine there's two more rounds to go uh the second to last round and the last round are both 13.3 points uh so this uh let's do it uh let's see who we're gonna do first we're gonna do kai's pick first sure um which was that you picked there'd be a new macbook air with apple silicon Mm -hmm. and And that happened Yep. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Do you regret uh, saving that one for such a low amount of points? Uh, I have a lot of regrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that may be one of them. Do you want to talk more about the build tools or? Uh, no. <laughs> See, I I do think we should still continue betting on that. I mean, it will happen. It will, will happen at some point. Wait it's for an actual developer event. Yeah, that would they seem have nice to like you. Have yeah. dedicated <laughs> developer events? I, I will pick it then again. Not that I didn't pick it last. Right. Oh, I think this will be then. a great pick in May of next year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's just it's just really amazing. if any other event than dub dub this would no be it was always a dub dub event i just wanted to to bring it up that people are aware of that we talked about okay. it before everyone else started okay. talking about it and you also want to Despite remind apple about early. it and say that you're excited and- you know it's always better to be early than completely wrong so i'll go with that okay and what if you're completely wrong <laughs> then then I'll, I'll eat my own words at least i picked it multiple times and <laughs> then no one can tell me i, I didn't at least no, try but i mean this is something that i think will happen yeah but i i wanted so, it now speaking of developer speaking, tools <laughs> speaking of things that people have been hoping would happen yeah. for a very long time but still haven't <laughs> yeah uh Malin picked Test flight for Mac OS. Yeah. Mm. See, I don't know if I create if if I use this event more like a witch list event or if <laughs> I just had I just expected a lot. Like everyone was so excited and I mean it was an exciting event, but there were many things here that I felt yeah. could happen. I have a lot of picks here mm. that were related to Can't you just to, like, install the iOS test flight app on your Apple Silicon <laughs> Mac? Wouldn't that just work? I've heard there's a checkbox. I don't know if Apple opted out of it. No, but in general, I, I am surprised about there being so few changes here. But I also, it does make sense that like Apple wanted to just assure everyone that the computers will look the same and everything will be the same. And they but weren't. I mean, a general rule here was everything that was Mac related, we had a pretty good chance of, of getting there. Everything that's at all slightly outside of the the CPU and Apple de- device hardware, we just you know didn't get. Yeah, no, no, this was definitely more of a wish list item. Yeah, but. I wasn't doubtful that there would be test flight for Mac. I still think there, that could happen before, before the end of the year. But I would have just, I was doubtful that they would bother mentioning it in a <laughs> new Mac hardware event. Yeah, fair enough. Oh well, I, we forgot to talk about my challenge last last oh, round, yes. but let's finish out this round and then we can go back to it um, because Zach. Got himself some more points by correctly mm-hmm. predicting that Big Sur would be available the same week as mm-hmm. the uh, as the event. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. some of us are recording from it right now. <laughs> yeah, Possibly we suggested not to. When the episode works out. And he only had to restart his computer three times to get <laughs> get to a start. Get to start. So uh, if you're listening to this episode and you hear Zach's voice, uh, that means Big Sur was correctly able to record uh, mm-hmm. a podcast. Or Kai spent 16 hours trying to recover some audio <laughs> files that we cover, re- recorded on one of our backup recordings. One of the two is. Uh, and you can pick whichever one you think is more likely. It'll be fine. But also, this time, Apple heard all the negative feedback from only getting 24 hours of, of notice to developers for the iOS 14 release. So they thought, how about we double that as well? We doubled already performance. We doubled battery life. How <laughs> about we also doubled the notice period? And they gave us 48 hours. And So kind of them. Yeah. So we actually got Orbit ready for day one, which was nice. But it was not just because of the 48 hours. No, we actually were already at minus 48. We, yeah, yeah we were sort of expecting... We were expecting the worst and thinking maybe they'll announce it on the same day. So we had so Apple actually ready. let you submit builds for Big Sur, I think, about a week before the release. Yeah, so I'd argue that's way better than... This isn't just about 48 hours. You had almost a full week. Yeah, yeah but because the, you got the, the release candidate and you could upload from the release candidate. You but couldn't... it's still the unknown there, right? Like you knew that, yes, you mm. can start submitting, but it was still... But it's also about, very... do you want to upload like the new... Um, screenshots already like it's a bit weird and you were not allowed to mention big sur so it was still a bit of a weird that week was still weird for a lot of people because if you mentioned hey this is my big big sur update apple would be like rejected mm. go away so you had to say hey a new one is coming like a future operating system is really great mm-hmm. and you couldn't say anything so it was still weird because if you already let people actually submit it and release it let them talk about what they're doing. You know, I don't think a lot of people go to the updates tab and they're like, what? Preposterous. It says Bixer. I don't know what that is. Apple hasn't even announced it yet that it will be available. I mean, I guess that's it. Like, they want to eliminate confusion. They're like, what? A Big Sur update? Yeah, but but I'm not a Big Sur. But How everyone's can I get update, Big Sur? Everyone's they... notes were like, we support a future update. It's like, yeah. it was a bit silly, but it was fine. So we had one with like the old screenshots ready like 48 hours before the event. And then uh, we, we submitted another one that kind of fixed a whole bunch of things that were uh, that we noticed in the RC2 um, that, that didn't quite uh, behave as we wanted them to. So we had another update for the day of the, the launch. Which is fine, better than the the um, no notice or the twenty four hour notice period. But it also seemed like reviews were slower than usual, which was not really helping a lot. Um, so it was actually usually we had our our macOS updates very go through review very mm-hmm. very quickly. It took yeah, like, like they're usually faster than the normal iOS review time. Yeah, it was like an hour or so. Um, those actually took a good uh, 24 hours. So we were a bit nervous there because we did know it's an RC2 one kind of semi, I mean, a visual regression, but something that we, we wanted to not uh, have everyone experience. And then sitting there and just waiting 24 hours when, when the, the countdown was ticking for, for the uh, Big Sur being, being available. I mean, on, on the flip side, we can also talk about how Apple's entire infrastructure went down. So, uh, when during the Big Sur release date. So we were a bit worried that everyone would jump on Big Sur and they will see this visual glitch in the main view. Um, but turns out no one could download Big Sur. So that was not as much of a concern. Um, 
I don't know what was going on there because yeah. Apple's entire infrastructure, like I think Apple Maps was down, Apple Maps routing, Apple Pay was down, uh, Apple Card was down, uh, software update was down, App Store screenshots were all scrambled. Yeah, uh, yeah. did you guys notice that when when you looked in the App Store? Many of the screenshots, both on iOS and macOS, yeah, they were they're just out of completely wrong yeah. order. Uh, yeah. Sometimes they wouldn't load at all. Uh, the update uh, software update processes wouldn't wouldn't work. You couldn't update your your uh, macOS devices. Was pretty and, and, and a lot of devices also get really slow because. Uh, oh yeah, the the checking yeah. of you know how how Apple's calling home every time you open an app to make sure that it's all good still. Yeah, that that server was down too. So it took like a uh, serious question about that. Why does it need to happen every time? Why could it not be like once per boot? It doesn't happen every time. It mm. does have a caching period, but that cache mm. was fairly uh, aggressively being cleared. Mm -hmm. So it, it was, seems like it's too short. It, just Apple based on how widespread since, this issue is, Apple actually changed that yeah. now. So now the caching period that they issued since that is, I think, like days instead mm -hmm. of hours. Yeah, that seems because I was thinking about this. Like, I get what they're going for, but it seems like things are a little bit too aggressive for. Mm -hmm. Even from a security perspective, like it doesn't seem to need to happen every time. I've actually noticed, in particular, TextMate, for some reason, it's really slow to open that app. And I know it's doing mm -hmm. that, whatever verification is happening behind mm -hmm. the scenes. But that's one that's always like frustratingly slow. And it's like, why isn't this just happening once per boot at most, mm -hmm. um, if not yeah. like once a month, like really, yeah. um, you know, push... Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Or I mean, have it like on a push system. It, this thing um, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that. You could say like you have to mm -hmm. recheck. Yeah, but it's 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 a bit tricky, right? You don't want to push to every Mac if one thing. It is kind of there is benefits of designing it to be like you open TextMate and now we check whether TextMate is malicious or not, mm -hmm. rather than everyone getting a push that TextMate is malicious. Uh, like the entire mm -hmm. world, if mm -hmm. there would. But be they also right? know what apps yeah. you have on your system, so it could yeah, push I don't to TextMate users. I don't think they keep that. Mm, fair. I mean, it would be mm. kind of against Apple's philosophy if they would actually keep logs of everything you ever open, just in case, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, just in case uh. you need to get a push notification. Yeah, so I, I do understand why why it was designed that way. And mm -hmm. in, in theory, it is, if there would be something malicious, you wouldn't want it to not check for, for 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. So if... if no, like, that's th not, that would be let's a not lot. bash a text mate. So let's pick a random app. App 1. App 1. Uh, you use App One and you think it's all good. They issue an update that makes it super malicious, encrypts your hard drive uh, behind the scenes, and then tries to exploit you for bitcoins. Um, you wouldn't want that to keep going for thirty days, right? You would yeah. want that to happen fairly quickly. So I do understand why you, if you design it for preventing malicious apps on your Mac, you want to mm -hmm. be pretty uh, uh, quick in in checking that again. Mm -hmm. But it could be a kind of a, a trade-off where it's like all right we want to check again after whatever the timeout is right every four hours let's say we're super aggressive here we want to check every four hours if you time out however we give you the benefit of the doubt for another 20 okay, days yeah. you know so that way it doesn't block your workflow though like if it's yeah. happening in the background and it's refreshing periodically that's also fine but if it's happening yep. at app launch time mm -hmm. then that just slows mm -hmm. down your workflow yeah and i think a hybrid system is probably decent where you're, i mean that happens on a lot of like network security things where it's like mm -hmm. we kind of assume the handshake will work so we kind of proceed in certain things i mean not sending things over the network that are super critical but let's we let, let's just assume all of this will work and then not actually transmit if it doesn't work in the end but we can still prepare everything 
anything else. So it wouldn't be surprising if Apple goes. I, I, I'm actually more more surprised that they didn't have a system like that, where it's like, let's assume it's fine. If if we, we then the network request comes back and saying it's not fine, mm-hmm. let's rather kill the app and tell the user rather than having it in reverse. But who knows? There might be more complex security issues that that Apple made. Yeah, that led Apple to make mm-hmm. this decision. I'm um, sure there's reasoning for all of it, but it just seems a little bit yeah. excessive but I'm also given sure the impact of an yeah. outage. No yeah, matter what, I'm- there will be new processes at Apple HQ now as a result of, yeah. oh, of yeah. this yeah. event because essentially flattening your entire fleet of Macs in the world is probably not something people are like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Cool. Uh, right. so I slept through most of that, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Big Sur available, same week. 11.0.1 30 Mm, points for Zach and Adam for you we have to both deal with your 13.3 pro round and your 16 point round because Mm -hmm. we forgot about that one so let's do 16 first you challenged our 16 point round (laughs) yes yes so just a quick reminder I thought that Kai's pick 120 hertz screen would not happen I thought that Mullen's pick uh, 5G Mac would not happen and I thought that Zach's pick Mac Mini would not happen. And uh, I think I had a reasonable point of view, but I yeah. was very wrong about Zach's pick. So because it was a challenge, uh, I lost 16 points instead of gaining or getting no points. So, all right. Yep. Too mm-hmm. sad for me, but you know, mm-hmm. no guts, no glory. And then for this uh, 13.3 point round that we just did um <laughs> i picked kai's pick the macbook air and so uh that happened so mm-hmm. i got 13.3 points for that mm-hmm. all right that gets us into our final round the 13.3 air round yes the final round so let's start with the bad news uh zach's <laughs> pick was a wild card and you picked uh, Face ID on Mac, which is certainly coming at some point, but it turns out this was not the, <laughs> not the potential uh, refresh that uh, contained that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no points for you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Kai yep. picked 5 nanometer process would be mentioned, and I believe that that did happen. That did happen. Mm-hmm. So cool. And finally, uh, Mullen's pick, and I don't know if we're going to have to have to have a little discussion about this. Um, it kind of depends on what you intended or how we're interpreting it. But your pick, I'm going to read what was written here in the document. I don't know if this accurately describes mm-hmm. how you said mm-hmm. it, but better webcam on the new MacBooks. Yes. So yeah, this didn't happen. I mean, I expect it to be a physically new webcam, and we listened back to it as well, and uh, that's very much what I said. Uh, and yeah, I remember intending for this to be like a hardware update. And I, as I said, I think I expected it to be a bigger change for the bags, but it makes sense to keep it the same and then have a better webcam next time. Mm. I think it's still going to happen, but just not now. And because I'm not having a lot of uh, success otherwise, I have to also point out that I actually predicted that accurately in the episode and said that I wouldn't be surprised if we get the exact same hardware, mm. but the new uh, processing and it makes a to, lot of sense. to improve like, the image quality. And yeah. Apple actually explicitly pointed that out, yeah, that because using all the image. And it makes a lot of sense. It's like it, now people don't have to... The only thing people know is new about this is the ship. 
you know, the new thing is Apple Silicon. And I think it makes people a lot less worried about things being different between the different machines. So, yeah, it makes sense. It's the comfort food of computing. <laughs> yes. And um, I picked Kai's pick, which was the... Uh, the only correct one <laughs> so i got 13.3 points man you're good yep yep yeah okay i'm gonna wait for kai to add up the totals <sighs> this was this was a hard one this was a fun one it was fun i, I i'm I very think we, i think we all sort of made it a different game and it's a lot it was a lot more fun to record and uh, so yeah. kai which one of your picks is your biggest regret like i'm not not in terms of which one would have like got you more points in terms of like strategy but which one do you look and go like ah thinking about it now i really should have thought about that differently i should have known better it is true i i set myself up this time to with my wild cards to go very wild i was like all right let's do something that no one's actually even mentioned and something that isn't like if it would happen, we would all be like, whoa, something like a wild card happened. Not something where it's like, oh, yeah, Tim Cook will step on the stage with his left foot first. And we're like, sure, <laughs> good pick, had a 50% chance. Um, you know, I wanted something that was like where I was like, all right, those are definitely if any of those would happen, we would all be like, well, that's unexpected. Um and that as a strategy for wildcards was in hindsight dumb. <laughs> uh, if, if you want to win this game, because none of them did work out. And in fact, I actually gave Zach 43 points for, for the cloud tools because he could challenge that quite easily. Thanks and, for that. And, and it was easy, right? It was, I would have challenged that if he had picked it. And the same for mm. the 120 hertz screen. It's something that's like, it, it was unlikely to happen considering that the iPhone didn't even get it. Look. But it was an easy challenge for Mullen again. So in I'm, hindsight, I should have challenged the iMac one that. I think I'd contemplated um, yep. challenging the round before, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so the, strategically and, and regretting it's mostly the cloud tools because I felt like I gave Zach such an easy, I, I didn't think of it. I was like, worst case, I throw away my wildcard. I'm okay with that. I felt pretty confident yep. about most of my non-wildcard picks. And I, I did get every non-wildcard pick. Like every single non-wildcard pick I got yeah. and the challenge I got. So in hindsight, I, I, I regret not having thought about the, the extra points I'm giving my, my co-players by picking something as a wildcard that is very unlikely to happen. So I will adjust accordingly or we adjust the, the rules accordingly. We got to rig yeah. the rules into being more favorable of, of my picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, wildcards are, by their nature, should be something that people rarely get right because they're yeah. they're not they're supposed to be not based on any uh fact but yes now that we've allowed challenges of wild cards you can't you don't want to pick one that is mm. so completely you mm. know wishful thinking that it becomes an easy challenge so and it's as a result of that i think we should we should figure out a way of making getting a challenge for a wild card more uh more damaging like have a 4x penalty if you get a challenge wrong or something where it's like all right i really don't want to challenge challenge uh wild cards unless i'm like this is a hundred percent um just to make I it like that, because yeah. we don't want to discourage people going wild on their wild cards right we want we want wild wild cards that's why i why i have the one name wild in it uh so I, I i think we have to find a find a good balance where it's like all right wild cards are strongly encouraged but at the same time um allowing for them to be challenged but it being like a really bold pick because i feel like now for zach's uh cloud pick and for months uh, uh 120 hertz pick we all thought those were given points 
and we think we i think we have to figure out a way of making that a bit more daring because at the moment almost i think every single yeah yeah we'll see we'll figure something out yep 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 so it was more game theory that or game game strategy that I regret. Not so much any particular pick. We need to balance it a little bit. Yeah, more. if those were lower down the list, it would have changed things dramatically. Yeah. But going for a wild card at 27, 21, and 16, that's a big call. The, the, the scores have been uh, locked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with the low end of the scores. Um, Malin, unfortunately. Just like Apple did with their computers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mullen, uh, 64 points, you mm-hmm. know, you, uh, you know, that's a strong number of points, but, uh, you yeah, pretty no, much. No, not for this type of game. Cause <laughs> there are many points <laughs> were in the play. So uh, Mullen yes, is kind of yeah. the, the MacBook Air of, of our group. I don't know if we need an analogy in this. Uh, I'll, I'll commit it and I'll keep going with it. Uh, next up, Kai mm-hmm. got 115.6 points yeah which in which, most circumstances would be a pretty respectable score but yeah, in this particular yeah. one n- only second last um are, are we including me in in these uh results yeah, of course. yeah. okay uh next up i s- somehow managed to squeak out 122.6 points mm-hmm. congratulations which, not not too bad. I think you tend you know, to I, finish second, right? I think last time you were also second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I For people listening, just got to emphasize again, I play by different rules. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think they're easier than the other rules. Sometimes I think I'm disadvantaged, but it doesn't really matter. But... Uh, <laughs> Did you think this time you were disadvantaged? I don't even know. He doesn't want to answer that question, Kai. But that's he, a good, he that's, that's just, that, it depends. That the main, the main, uh, it's not even about disadvantage or advantage. Um, if, if you consider wild cards to be something that you can reasonably get, then I'm disadvantaged because you, you guys get more mm-hmm. wild cards. Mm-hmm. You can double your points a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this was the first time we played where I did have a wild card option in that sense where I could double my mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. But uh, then there's also the thing that like if you actually pick the right thing, you also disadvantage yourself in giving points to the person because your point. Yeah, your but that's pick- so small this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like four points. Four points wouldn't make any difference in any of our. Uh, deltas here point deltas but i don't know someone someone who is good at doing uh creating games and balancing points can do a, a, an analysis for us we can hire some professionals i think actually this is the most balanced game that was ever created so if anyone okay. wants to challenge that uh let me know <laughs> are there points for this challenge there are challenge points yes um, okay. uh, <laughs> we're building up too much to the finale you've probably figured it out by process of elimination <laughs> Uh, Zach got 142.3 points, mm. which is a very decisive win. We don't need mm. to uh, do any sort of uh, you know recounts or mm. uh, take it to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, we <laughs> well, all apparently concede. that is not to qualify whether you you want to recount or take it to the Supreme <laughs> Court. You just do that no matter what, even if it's a decisive. We we, win, pl- so. we play this game with integrity, so yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, I think. We're not, we're not one of the largest economies in the world, right? We, we take this seriously and we acknowledge when someone may, clearly wins. Yes. Mm. Congratulations, yeah. Zach. Well deserved. Yeah. Mm. Really well played. 20 hours and, of and, battery and, life. Thank you. And that's amazing, especially since I, I really thought you were going to get 
the the wild card on the 31 points which would have <sighs> given you an extra 62 points which would have made it even uh, a more mad and it doesn't even matter because you you don't even need that you figured i don't <laughs> i don't need an ex i don't need that many points to <laughs> I win can throw I just, my first wild card oh yeah, yeah yeah i was this so, close to challenging that i i listened back to the recording and i was going back and forth like i really want to challenge this but yeah. it's too many points to risk yeah, yeah. I, were have. you thinking the other way, though, that this is a Mac event there's going to be heaps of stuff? <laughs> no, yeah. I knew it would be 45 minutes. <laughs> no, uh. I definitely thought it would go over. But <laughs> no, also, that would have been my yeah. guess. Yeah, I would because have bet on... we didn't even get a recap of Big Sur this time, right? I it know. Was so, like, there was so much space to just say, you know what? And Big Sur is ha- having a whole bunch of new things. Yeah. Let, let me show you. I mean, you. they did it for iOS, right? I yeah. feel like it makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah, and Mac OS... Especially considering that we're going to, like, macOS 11. It's, like, the biggest, Apple, at least, marketing-wise, considers this to be the biggest macOS release since since a few decades. Mm. It's like, eh, Mm. you know, what, you just downloaded all when our servers are back up and whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Congratulations. Well deserved. Congratulations again. I would have been slightly grumpy had you... Uh, had you won without a 20-hour battery because i think that one really <laughs> elevated your entire picking yeah. episode to a like yeah. respectable level of, of it was a it was yeah. a risky boldness. one yeah. I, I still regretted that like basically immediately after <laughs> but what I appreciate- during the event i was like oh this is a disaster <laughs> it looks like the event's almost over we don't have 20 hours of battery life well, mm-hmm. what's going on but i really um, appreciate yeah. that you you didn't play this game safe and you still won and yep. i think that's <laughs> That's really cool. I, while I was watching, I cheered out loud when I saw the 20-hour slide <laughs> come up. I was really happy for you. I, I, uh, that was yeah, cool. I think they mentioned another number first, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like 18 on something. I was like, oh, we're close again. And, ah, uh, 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It was a bit of luck there. But, mm. but it's also it. a crazy amount of battery life to have on yeah. a laptop. You know? It's 20 hours. <laughs> that mm. is insane to to have a laptop you could take like on a you could fly from from Sydney to to Vancouver and not even need to plug it in. You could. I know, right? Yeah, it's a lot of movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should, okay. you should try it out sometime when when you can travel. Yeah. Again. What else? Did, Might did, be a while. <laughs> so, what did everyone think about the event? Now, Do you, were you guys satisfied? Did you? It was you about what we this? expected. I think. Yeah. Um, we got the Max, nothing else. Mm. Uh, I'm more excited about the phone that's sitting in front of me, to be honest. But I know in years to come, the silicon transition is definitely the bigger story. Yeah, yeah um, that's the thing. It yeah. felt like a really big event and a change for uh, for Max. So I think I it was exciting. I'm super excited because it's the machine. Like, I love the, the iPhone 12 mini and it's the most exciting iPhone I've Hmm. I mean, I think we made it abundantly clear in the beginning, mm-hmm. but for my life, Macs have a bigger impact mm. and seeing that transition and seeing uh, kind of getting, I mean, realistically, we got the same cases for all those computers, not because Apple couldn't make anything else, right? If we look at the Mac mini, like the shots Apple showed of the Mac mini, it's like empty. It's essentially mm. <laughs> an empty uh, computer with a little bit of, of um, mm. M1 and, and, and random other tiny components. So there's a lot of space, mm. like figuratively and li- literally, to to uh, improve or change some of the design aspects of the Mac lineup and that's in the, the future. Thing. I think I think we'll say sh- like bigger changes design, like hardware design wise, uh, soon as well. So I'm looking forward I mean, to seeing that. Twenty hours of battery life, awesome. Mm. But it's probably now in hindsight not a trade-off Apple would have made, right? Had they known that it would be that efficient and they get that much performance out of those batteries, 
I mean, realistically, they probably would have used the same case, but we would probably see, like now, I think the next generation, when everyone's a bit more leveled on, on the performance levels and metrics and those kind of things, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more ambitious designs from the Mac lineup again. Which is which is great, and we haven't even seen like the full range. Uh, it it answered a lot of questions, but it also just increased some of the others. Like, what is the Mac Pro going to look like? What is the GPU story? Because I think we we were all pretty spot on with every all the Macs that do not have a discrete GPU will be replaced first, and that's what we got. So those were kind of the as far as like prediction goes, those were the easy ones to predict because. What will happen on the top end is a bit harder. Mm -hmm. Will Apple still have the opportunity to add your own GPUs in, in the, in the, in the Mac Pro in the future? Mm -hmm. Will you even be able to replace the RAM considering that yeah. the yeah. RAM is now in the same package? Uh, you know, there are a lot of question marks around the kind of top end because they're, they're more flexible and the M series chips seem to integrate more, which kind of is, in contrast to flexibility. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see see those. So I'm 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 super excited about this event just because it added more questions and more questions yeah, yeah. Uh, are always fun. Yeah, and it, it definitely shows that there is that room for change. And I think it's it, it shows like hopefully Apple has a has a cool roadmap of what's gonna happen with the Mac and that there will be a lot of focus on the Mac mm. in the future. And it sounds like they, they care about the Mac, which is nice. <laughs> and we're in a situation where I think depending on like some of the thermal things, but overall it sounds like the Mac lineup, especially laptop lineup, there is no Mac you say don't get that one, right? It sounds like from what mm -hmm. we've heard so far, yeah. you can comfortably recommend a MacBook Air yeah. to every person you would encounter. Like yeah. before this, this would be a good actually, Mac for everyone. Yeah, before you, this it was pretty hard to to know what to recommend to people. And but it's also no. you no longer have to say it it sounds like you no longer like with the twelve inch one, right? It's like, well, tell me your entire usage story mm -hmm. and I will tell you whether you need a fan in your computer or not. Yeah. Now now it at least sounds like look the MacBook Air for most tasks, even if they're not like pro video editing tasks mm -hmm. or pro development tasks, the MacBook Air sounds like the computer that most people should get and most people will not regret. Yeah. Like and I even, said, I'm even looking if forward you to do seeing, the, seeing people testing it out and seeing reviews about it. Yeah. But, but it, it sounds like something that even if you would go at some point, it's like you start off using it as your everyday computer and then you go into like development task mm -hmm. this computer will still scale that range mm -hmm. it might not be the most optimized for that because it doesn't have a fan and it will throttle earlier but it doesn't sound like a machine where like i would say like the early 13 inch like the 2018 2017 non-touch bar 13 inch macbook pros were not great computers like from from mm -hmm. most tasks mm -hmm. and they didn't scale well mm -hmm. and it sounds yeah. like even the, the air is is better at the low end right because it's mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. better low performance cores stays cooler has more battery life is is like uh it's it's better at the low end but it also sounds like it actually scales better to the high end mm. so I, I i'm i'm just also very much enjoying that the the entire lineup sounds like it's recommendable and they're only very minor like look if you're mostly doing pro task go with the one that has a pro in it if you're mostly doing non-pro task go with the one that had an air in it and i think that's a nice setup to have awesome Looking forward to talking more uh, about Big Sur in general and uh, sort of you guys' impression of the iPhone next week. Uh, but I think we should wrap it up now. Mm. Yeah, Let's wrap. Awesome. Oh, actually, before, uh, I wanted to mention um, 
uh, that I am presenting at NS Spain uh, next week. So when this is released, it's the same week. Uh, and if anyone is uh, mm. attending the event, uh, would love for yeah to like, if anyone has any questions about my talk or just want to chat, uh, join the Q and A session and say hi to me. Hmm. Would love to chat with people. Do, do you want to give a quick one sentence uh, description of what you're talking me about? Yeah, so uh, my talk is called uh, SwiftUI. We're now pl Apple platform developers. So it's about uh, how you can use SwiftUI for developing um, for developing for multiple Apple platforms, but also how unique the platforms are uh, and just how you can use SwiftUI as a tool. Yeah, but yeah. definitely focused on you, not uh, the kind of you write an app once and it will exactly. kind of flakily work everywhere. Yeah. It's more yeah. about it's, each yeah. platform has very unique characteristics and great apps usually account for those yeah and apple is pushing everyone to to be available on more platforms and and how do you make the best out of that yeah exactly yeah cool sounds great